Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by a special guest, Phil Steele, author, uh, one of the great uh, prognosticators of college football and really does it from a data standpoint. Uh, goes deeper than just about anybody I know across the country. Uh, I, I dare say does the deepest dive. Uh, he has a preseason magazine that I think everybody that follows college football knows. Phil, welcome into the show. Hey, Bobby, real pleasure. Long time no here, my friend. Yeah, it's been a while. We used to talk uh, almost, uh, I guess, monthly back in the day when I was doing a national show. Question for you, Phil. I, I, I've been diving into your magazine. It's absolutely terrific. Again, this year, by the way, uh, I definitely recommend it to everybody. I've been diving into your into your magazine and looking mostly at Texas uh, and what they've got coming back this year as it relates to the Big 12. It's the final year for the Longhorns in the Big 12. I wanted to get your overview of the Longhorns and really one of the reasons why the reasons why you feel like they're going to be a really really strong team. You you picked them highest out of the Big 12 this year. Uh, your thoughts. Yeah, and Bobby, it really came down to talent. And be honest, be quite honest with you. When the uh when it started, the Big 12, it's generally a, a division that's or a conference that's all up in the air, top to bottom. You know, who's who's at the bottom, who's at the top. Uh, we got a team like TCU comes out of nowhere and makes the playoff. Uh, two years ago, Baylor comes out of nowhere and wins the thing. And I looked at Texas's schedule and I said, you know, everybody's going to be gunning for Texas this year. I don't want to pick Texas number one. I'll be flat out honest with you. And they play of the six top six teams in the Big 12. They are the only one that plays each of the other five. The Big 12 schedule maker didn't do them any favors. But it comes down to talent. And if you look on page 138 of the magazine, I have my Big 12 rankings. Uh, you look across the board, I have Texas number one or tied for number one at every single position. And the, quite honestly, I don't do those rankings, uh, you know, thinking, okay, this is where I'm going to rank them. I do the individual units and put them in my computer where I rank each unit. And then I just have the computer rank them. And amazingly, Texas came out on top. It was all independent. Didn't look at, I didn't do the big 12 all at once. I just did 133 teams. You start with quarterback. Quinn yours comes in. I loved what I saw against him against Bama. Unfortunately, he got injured last year. I don't think he was 100% the rest of the year. I think he was one of the most improved players. After coach, talking to Coach Sark, he's highly confident. I'm highly confident enough that he named him the starter after spring, even with Arch Manning and Malik Murphy there. And that's a loaded quarterback room, by the way. If something happens to yours, they're in great shape. You look at the running back spot, yeah, I am concerned about replacing Robinson and Johnson, but I like C.J. Baxter, the true freshman coming in. I like Jaden Blue. I like Jonathan Brooks. So once again, a deep backfield. The receiving core is amazing. Bringing in Adane Mitchell from Georgia, the team with Whittington, Worthy, one of the best tight ends in the country, and uh, Jatavian Sanders. That's a loaded receivers room. And the offensive line's back intact this year. Bigger, stronger, better. Uh, so they're going to be potent offensively. You look at them defensively. Texas had a really good defense last year. Uh, they held opponents to uh, 70 yards per game below their season average, which is one of the best in the country. They've got the defensive line with Sorrell and Sweat there. Linebacker Jalen Ford could have been the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year last year, just missed out on it. Him coming back I thought was amazing. You go to the secondary, adding a guy like Jalen Catalan from Arkansas. When he's healthy, look out. He's one of the best safeties in the country. Adding a Gavin Holmes from Wake Forest, a cornerback, is a nice pickup as well. So there were some losses, but this is a veteran team overall, number 54, uh, 10 starters back on offense, six on defense. 
And just the pure talent has me picking them uh, to win the Big 12 this year. And, you know, you do look at the road games. Baylor, not easy. TCU, not easy. Iowa State, not easy. Houston, that, the Houston's all pumped up for that. But I still think they have the talent to get it done. Hey, Phil, we're looking at this, speaking with Phil Steele uh, of uh, Phil Steele's College Football Annual, uh, available at Barnes & Noble and online at philsteele.com. Uh, Phil, the, the question I have is – uh, I looked at your computer rankings, and I've, I've, I'm going to ask you a little more deeply about those as far as uh, offensive production vis-a-vis defensive production and how you combine to rate Texas number one in the Big 12. I think I think that's very interesting. But I want to ask you from a more structural standpoint. You and I have been doing this for 30, 20-plus years at least, right? How has it changed with the portal and how you construct that magazine? Because now you have guys going from – Navy to TCU, from Tulsa to Oklahoma State. How does that change your uh, input on your magazine and what you look at? You just mentioned A.D. Mitchell coming in from Georgia for Texas. Has that messed with your projections at all? Is that something that you just try to continually tweak to get better? Yeah, I'm trying trying to keep up with it, trying to tweak it. It has made it a little bit tougher. And, you you know, I'll give you an example. One team last year brought in uh, one group of five team last year, brought in eight power five transfers. Only one of them played, you know, started. Seven of them didn't. So how do you factor those guys in? Generally, what I look at is if a power five guy or any transfer comes in and he's starting after spring, then I count him as a returning starter if he was a starter at the other school. So that's probably one of the, the changes I've made. The other factor it's done, Bobby, is it's made me push this magazine deadline back, you know, because I used to go to the press in May, very comfortable with the magazine. You knew all the rosters. Once spring practice was over, you knew who was on the team. Well, now the portal was open from May 1st to May 15th. So uh, what I did is I didn't go to the press right as soon as the portal closed because where did those players land? I gave it three full weeks afterwards. So where we used to go to the press in May, I went to the press June 7th. And that was three weeks after. And every coach, I talked to 123 of the 133 head coaches. Each one has my cell phone number. And I said, look, you get anybody, I don't care if it's June 6th, text me, let me know, and I'll get the page updated. I think we were able to capture 97% of the transfer portal changes. You know, I was I looked at a couple of magazines, came out the end of May, the start of June. They had to go to press before the portal even closed. Uh, so they've got teams, players on the wrong teams. I think we're highly accurate there. But uh, it has been a little messing with my power ratings trying to factor how these transfers are going to go in. I think talking to the head coaches is a huge plus, figuring out which ones have actually uh, done something. Somebody's going to transfer in that wasn't productive in the spring that does produce in the fall. That would probably mess me me up a little bit. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you and I are a little bit different. We've done these things before and for a long period of time. So structurally, it just, I I was wondering how you dealt with that because it's, it's a, the, the magazine industry uh, has gone gone through disruption through the years, right? And for you to be able to manage that and keep going strong like you have is, is really impressive. So hats off to you. Um, let's get back to a little Texas-specific stuff. I, I, I took this from your, uh, your, uh, your annual. Um, right now, you rated Texas uh, as having projection, your computer projection, 39.1 points per game on offense while giving up 21.7 points on defense. Both of those numbers rank number one in the Big 12. Um, you know, Texas only gave up 21.5 last year. 
on defense. So that's about the same number, right? But it's projecting a big jump on offense. Is that because of the, I mean, just what you went over? You got a bunch of quarterbacks coming back. Or you got your quarterback coming back. Receiver room looks even better. What were what was your thought process and what went into the numbers there? Yeah, and and what I did, Bobby, I've got nine different sets of power ratings, but playing <laughs> into my offensive defense power ratings, I have uh, three different sets, and uh, so I, I and they're brought into it differently. One is just standard looking at the let's say the quarterback position and grading it from six to ten. And same thing with running back and wide receiver. And then another one is based on last year's numbers. And then with my up downs, oh, is there is there a quarterback position? It could go anywhere from plus five to minus five. And you factor in the up downs into that. And then I merge the two together, put it into my computer, factor in their opponents. The computer plays the season out, basically. So it says, here's this type of rush defense they're playing this week. And it projects your yards rushing in each game all season long, divides them by 12 and comes up with the average for the yards for the season. And here's the amazing thing. If you read those write-ups that I have for my offense and defense every year when I'm writing that the first thing I do is I flip to last year's magazine projection what my computer projected and I'm just amazed at the times where I'm like okay last year my computer projected 24.4 points per game and they had and then I look and I'm like wow 24.9 within 0.5 within 0.1 so the computer's been pretty accurate on that and I would have to say what we talked about on the offense uh, improved quarterback play improved receiver play and I think improved offensive line play I don't know if the offensive line came off the ball exactly like I want them to last year but you got to figure with all five starters back bigger stronger and some added personnel to go in behind them that that offensive line is going to be more physical up front than they were even last year so uh, all those are factored in but it's basically my computer's forecast and I'm going to say check back at the end of the year see how close they were another thing I love you do Phil is you don't just do a first and second team All-American group. You do multiples. Uh, and uh, Texas uh, landed four of those guys on your group. Uh, Xavier Worthy, first team All-American prediction. JT Sanders at tight end, uh, number second team uh, All-American. Jalen Ford, second team All-American prediction. Kelvin Banks, the big offensive tackle, uh, third team All-American. You're the only one I've seen that came out that high on Kelvin Banks. And I got to tell you, I think you're right. Um uh, if not a top five pick long term, I, I think he's just going to be a whale of a player. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. That's the most the Longhorns have. I went back and looked. That's the most Longhorns you've had on there in at least five years. Um, Longhorns football, in your opinion, where is it headed right now? And, and what has Steve Sarkeesian done? You mentioned talent. Is that is that really it? Uh, that in, in his offensive style? Yeah, I, th I think just the uh, the way he has accumulated the talent. And, you know, generally uh, when coaches come in, they hit their stride the third year because now you've got three recruiting classes of your players. You've got the type of players you want. You've got players that fit your systems. Everybody knows the offense extremely well. And I just love the way Sarkeesian's building this team. I mean, you, you just look at the talent they have. Uh, they can go toe-to-toe. They went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Alabama, for crying out loud, last year. Uh, could easily have won that game, and that was despite losing their quarterback in the in the first quarter. So I I think it's uh, it's purely the talent being assembled. And, and the systems have something to do with it, but I think more, more on the talent that's being assembled, and this is the third year now. Get interesting. All right, uh, speaking with Phil Steele, uh, philsteele.com, college football annual. Uh, Phil, one uh, couple of questions to finish this uh, interview up, and I appreciate your time. And I know Texas Longhorn fans do uh, as well. 
you, you've got Georgia ranked number one yet again. That would be a three-peat for them, right? Obviously, the talent is there. Texas ranked number 11 overall. Uh, two questions for you. Uh, one is, who are a couple of teams you think are really going to fight for the national championship? And who are a couple of teams you're kind of sneakily um, in, impressed by or think might do better than, than possible? Then- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Then most think. Yeah, and with Georgia, it's a twofold. Number one, you look at them, uh, they've got the experience. They're, they're actually more experienced on defense. Yes, they lose five guys to the NFL. Hell, last year they lost nine guys to the NFL. Their defensive line last year <laughs> lost three first-round draft picks. This year they only, and you can't see my quote marks there, only lose one first-round draft pick off the D-line. They're actually, when I went over to coaching staff with Georgia, uh, they were concerned about the experience level last year, not as concerned this year. That's probably the best defense in the country. And while they have a young quarterback in Carson Beck, he is in his fourth year in the system. He's 6'4", 215. He was my number six rated quarterback out of high school. He's got my number one rated offensive line in front of him. They're going to be a double-digit favorite in their first 10 games. So by the time they go to Tennessee, he's got 10 games under his belt. He's no longer a first-year starting quarterback at that point. I think Georgia's got a clear path and talent to three-peat. First team since the Minnesota Golden Gophers back in the 30s. Even you and I weren't around back then, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> but other teams, you know, never discount Nick Saban. Uh, and this is when he's most dangerous. You know, he's only won one national title in preseason number one. They've been preseason number one the last two years. They haven't won the title. But the last time they weren't, 2020, they went 13-0. and And while there's quarterback questions, uh, Buckner, Milrow, Simpson, whoever wins the job, I think will have a good year. They've got tons of talent there. Uh, I think Alabama's a threat. One team that might surprise you a little, and I went through and looked at a lot of the preseason top 25s that were out there, and a lot of people didn't even have Clemson in their preseason top 10. But here's why I like Clemson this year. When I talked, went over the team with Coach Sweeney, remember that 2018 D-line, Bobby, with uh, all those first-round draft picks loaded with talent? Might have been one of the best defensive lines we've seen in college football. Well, Coach Sweeney told me that this group doesn't have the star power of 2018, but it's deeper in talent and experience. I went and Mark made him my number one defensive line. They've got Carter and Trotter back at linebacker. They've got Cade Klubnik is joined by Garrett Riley, who uh, you know led the TCU offense last year. That's a nice combination. They got Shipley Amafa in the backfield, a veteran offensive line and receiving core, and they've only lost one home game the last six years. And uh, they get both Notre Dame and Florida State at home. I've got Clemson favored in all 12 year games this year. I think they make the playoff. And then, you know, let's go to the Big Ten East. Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. 
I got Ohio State, the second most talented team in the country, but they have to play Notre Dame, Wisconsin, and Michigan on the road. Michigan does have to play Penn State on the road, but it could be Jim Harbaugh's best team that he's put on the field. So I did go with Michigan uh, coming out of the Big Ten. Now, as far as a couple of surprise teams to look at, uh, one that's not didn't make my surprise team list because I think they'll be preseason top ten. Uh, but we'll surprise some folks is Notre Dame. Uh, Marcus Freeman's got his entire defense almost back from last year. Last year, they used a backup quarterback all year. This year, they bring in Sam Hartman, one of the best quarterbacks out there. They've got a deep running back core with Estimate, Price, Ford. In fact, they moved Chris Tyree to slot back or uh, to the slot receiver position, I should say, because they're so deep at running back. The offensive line is one of the best in the country. They get Ohio State at home. They get USC at home. They do have to play at Clemson, but I tell you what, if they go 11-1, and They'll be making a playoff this year, even with the loss to Clemson. And then my true surprise team, if you're looking for somebody to be this year's TCU, I'm going with the Wisconsin Badgers. And when I look at Wisconsin, uh, I'll be honest with you, Bobby, I write the magazine in three parts. The first write-through is a postseason write-through. And when they hired uh, Phil Longo as the uh, offensive coordinator, I was concerned because Wisconsin, it, their bread and butter is running the football. And now you want to throw the football over the field? I don't like that. But after talking to Coach Fickle after the third write-through process of the magazine, he assured me that they are just not abandoning the run. In fact, they have an average over five yards per carry the last three years, believe it or not. He feels that bringing in a Tanner Mordecai from SMU, teams are not going to be able to stack nine guys in the box. It's going to open up the run game, more holes for guys like Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi, two of the better running backs out there. And now they will average over five yards per carry, plus be potent passing the ball. I like that. Defensively last year, they only had three starters back. This year, they have eight starters back. They go from number 107 overall on my experience chart to number 20. And on philsteel.com, excuse me, I did a great blog about uh, the experience chart. Uh, make sure you check that out. And then also how teams improve on the experience chart. Then uh, Wisconsin is that team going from number 107 to number 20. And then factor in the schedule. Uh, they play Purdue, Illinois, Washington State, Indiana, and Minnesota on the road. All five of those teams very winnable. Their toughest two games are Iowa at home and Ohio State at home, and they catch Ohio State the week after Ohio State plays Penn State, a really good situation. So I can see Wisconsin going 11-1 or 12-0 this year and being that surprise team to make the playoff if they can win the Big Ten title game. And then uh, finally, Bobby, and Texas fans won't appreciate this, but I'm, I'm going to throw it out there anyway. My number one most improved team in the country. Do you know who that is? I'm guessing A&M because you're you're saying that they were five and seven a year ago. That there's nowhere to go but up. I think. And you know, this is a team that um, when I talked to Coach Fisher last year, going over the team with him, Bobby, uh, he'd, he'd get to the end and I'd ask him for his position wrap up, like the offensive line, and he'd say, Phil. We're, we have one of the we will have one of the most uh, one of the best offensive lines in the country next year. Yeah, a lot of them were next year. They were number one twenty four in my experience chart last year. One of the least experienced teams in the country. This year they're number fourteen. Remember they lost Anaya Smith, their top wide receiver, week four. They used three different starting quarterbacks due to the injury. The offensive line was banged up one week. They started three freshmen. The defense was banged up. Now they're number fourteen on my experience chart. Ten starters back on offense, ten on defense. You know Fisher's been recruiting with the blue bloods. He's been recruiting like Alabama and LSU, and they proved that last year. Even in a five and seven season, they beat LSU 38 to 23. They were at Alabama's two yard line thrown in the end zone with a chance to win the game at the end of the game. Uh, came up just four points short in that one. 
So now they've got the talent. They've got the experience. This is the year Fisher was talking about. Uh, I've got them my number one most improved team in the country. Interesting. Uh, Phil Steele. Uh, one thing I would say about A&M is that the, the amount of attrition they had in the depth in their, their, their team. The frontline starters, though, especially on defense, and a couple of those receivers are really, really talented. The young quarterback, Connor Wegman, uh, among the most talented in the country, in my opinion. He's just young at this point. Um, Phil, one final question, if you don't mind. Who are two or three teams that you think Texas fans should be concerned with in the Big 12? Well, Oklahoma is going to be much better than last year. In fact, right now, Oklahoma is favored in 11 of their 12 games in Vegas. Um, I still think Texas has better talent. Uh, remember the game last year with Oklahoma? Oklahoma didn't have their starting quarterback. Gabriel's back this year. The defense is much improved. Going over the team with Coach Venables. Uh, they had very complex defense last year. Now they know the complex defense, and they got a lot of transfers coming in. I think Oklahoma is going to be a threat, but there there are numerous teams, Bobby. I mean, Kansas State uh, is a team with uh, Coach Kleiman. I like what he's got at, coming in at replacement at running back with Treshawn Ward. I like Will Howard at quarterback. Phillip Brooks, veteran offensive line. He does a great job with that team. I think they're a threat. Sonny Dykes, you know, going over the team with him, I had expected him to say. <clears throat> okay, we're a little weaker. We're a little weaker. A lot of the positions we went over, he says, you know what? We're as good or better than we were last year. Now, TCU caught a lot of breaks last year. We know that. But uh, the, I wouldn't, I, I played against TCU numerous times last year because I'm like, hey, their luck's got to run out this week, right? And it never did. They just kept winning. Uh, a team like Baylor, Dave Aranda, is going to be a lot better this year defensively, I think. They're switching up schemes. Coach Aranda told me that uh, it wasn't wild about the schemes last year. Now he, they're back to his type of defense this year. They've got Blake Shapin and improved QB. Texas Tech has 15 super seniors on their squad, so they're going to be dangerous. They're number 25 on my experience chart. Oklahoma State, whereas the schedule maker didn't do Texas any favors because they're leaving the conference, they did Oklahoma State tons of favors schedule-wise. They avoid TCU, Baylor, and Texas. They actually play six teams this year that were not Power 5 teams last year. So that's a great schedule for Oklahoma State. And Iowa State, they were a team so much better than 4-8 and eight last year. In fact, they were plus um, – 52 yards per game in Big 12 play. They just lost all those close games on the last second with some missed field goals and things like that. And if you're looking for one of the newcomers to be wary of, the only one of the four I'd be wary of is UCF. UCF's got practically everybody back from last year. And Coach Malzahn told me that uh, they've been building for this trip to the uh, Big 12 for the last two years. And and I like the talent they have on hand. But there's a lot of threats in the Big 12. And, and you know, Bobby, when I was doing my uh, first write-through for the magazine, I went and looked at each of the conferences. You could pretty much say, okay, these teams are at the top. These are at the bottom, and you're pretty good with it. The one conference that I'm like crinkling up paper and throwing it at the ground going, I don't know what the hell to do with this, was the damn Big 12. And we've seen that come to fruition each of the last two years. Yeah, uh, that's Phil Steele. Phil, I really genuinely appreciate you. Uh, encyclopedic knowledge of, about what goes into his product. Uh, Phil, tell folks how they can get your uh, magazine and what you offer. Hey, I appreciate that, Bobby. Now, in years past, you could go get the magazine everywhere, Walmarts, grocery stores, places like that. This year, it's exclusively at two places, 
Barnes and Noble and Books a Million. So if you're going to go out and look for it, save your gas money, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. And the Barnes and Noble this year allowed me to put two covers in the same store, which is really nice. They're my great partners. I love Barnes and Noble. Now you can also go online at philsteel.com and get the magazine. Here's the benefit there. If you go to philsteel.com and get the magazine, I'm going to charge you a shipping charge. So it's going to cost you more, but I give you the digital magazine for free. And the digital magazine, we actually update all the way through September. So as an example, if you click on the digital magazine page for Northwestern, it lists David Braun as the head coach, not Pat Fitzgerald. So that's an advantage of the digital version. And there are 113 FBS versus FCS games this year, Bobby. I actually did two full pages on every FCS team. So that's available. The digital magazine for the FCS is available on philsteel.com as well. All right. Uh, that is Phil Steele. Uh, just tremendous knowledge. Phil, as always, I appreciate you and thank you for your time. Uh, for Phil, this is Bobby Burton, and this has been your episode of On Texas Football.